show was created by a menace for menaces. Menace to society. From menace to decent society. And always has been a menace to society. You are now locked into a brand new episode of the Menace to Society podcast. Made for those who don't settle, don't stick to the status quo, and for those who aren't afraid to think outside the box. Let's go. If you aren't afraid to speak up or do things differently, even when things do not make any sense to most people, then this is for you. We smash goals and crush average. All day, A-Day, baby. The Menace to Society podcast starts now. All right, all right, all right. So I am here today. This is the MAF podcast, right? Your host, Jason Payne, also known as the Menace Chameleon, one of the business owners of Menace and Business. And I got my boy here, Templeton Walker. Welcome down, dog. My bro, how are you? Welcome, welcome. So Temp and I have been uh, casual friends, to be honest, uh, over the past two or three years. Started doing some deals together. and But I've been following you on social media. And you have a lot of the same friends that I do, and our goals and our core values are aligned. That's why you're here. So one of the things I wanted to bring up with Temp, so tell us, give us a 30 Reader's yeah, Digest version that. of the, your real estate, your real estate, what you've done. Give us some accomplishments and what you're currently doing, but in a sliver 12 com- thing. 12 companies, um, over a couple thousand transactions. Um, was able to achieve financial freedom, like complete financial freedom at 30. And now I am super passionate about making an impact and building businesses that, uh, that can vertically integrate. Um, you know, I like, I like tweaking, like how do I make this lead pay me five or six times and how can I create uh, verticals or widgets or whatever these things are that can create more value for the marketplace and then I can receive proper compensation for doing so. So, sure. Yeah, I do a ton of real estate and I've done quite well financially. And I don't know. So, the reason why I want to bring on Temp is because right now, with the market changing, the part that pisses me off the most is the mindset that comes with the market changing and how people will correlate that with their lack of success. And I just call it bullshit. No, I think. Um... I think too many people right now, they, it's, it's easy to make the excuse right now, right? Like we're coming out of this. I, I have a business coach, right? And I pay this dude over six figures a year. Sure. And he's like, temp, it was fun, but it wasn't real. And the real practitioners of business, there's a great book called uh, wartime CEOs, peacetime CEOs, peacetime CEOs, wartime CEOs, something like mm-hmm. that. He's like, dude, we're headed to wartime. Anybody can run a company in peacetime. Right. But when the shit gets hard, who's going to do it. And I'm excited for it. Not there's pain that's going to enter the market. So I'm not excited for people to get hurt. I'm not excited for that. Totally. But you better believe I'm going to be masterful at my craft and I'm going to go trap a ton of money. Well, and I think just with that mindset is you see the opportunity to grow and to prosper, not the scarcity mindset of the pullback of the freeze everything. Right. And that's what I love about it is because like you said, this past two years, it was it was funny the bubble, money. The bu- it was funny money. Yeah. And it was, honestly, you were banking on the market, not on your marketing. And that's kind of one of my biggest, what's one of the biggest phrases that I use is because I'm not in real estate. I mean, I am, but not, not like you guys, obviously. Right. Um, but just, well, just like in roofing and I have other roofing contractors like, oh, it's slow. I'm like, it's slow because you say it's slow. 
I'm not slow. I'm killing and cranking. So guess what? When I wake up, I'm killing and cranking. You say it's slowest when you wake up. Everything around you slows down because that's that's your that's what you're attracting. Well, when we talk about this market, I think you got to go like any market, any condition all starts with your thinking, mm-hmm. right? And as a man thinketh, one of the greatest books ever written. And I struggle with like the positive thinking books because they are the seed, yes, but they have to be followed with action. Totally. But I was just talking on my podcast earlier, Heart Melter, which I have to have you on. Mm, sure. Everything has a duality. There is a dark side to every coin, but I choose to stay on the light. Like in Outwitting the Devil, one of my favorite books. I have it on my, my bathroom vanity right now. So the devil, the devil talks about the greatest thing that the church does for him is that they, it, they talk about him and teach you to fear him, right? And if you fear him, he now has control over you in some degree. Sure. I don't even feed the dark. I don't even feed the negative. Like this downward market is not even in my purview. You know what is? The controllables, my perspective, mm-hmm. my thinking, my habits, my dialed in fucking discipline. Sure. I'm going to go win. Like I'm not thinking about the couple hundred grand that I just lost on those other two deals. I'm actually thankful for them. You know how much I learned on those deals? Oh, Great. Experience, wisdom. You know what deal I am thinking about though? I have a deal that just hit market today that could go make me a couple million dollars. Nice. I'm going to focus on that. I'm going right. to control the controllables. And I feel like with the election, today's election day, right? The 8th of uh, November here in Arizona. And the crazy part is I just see all these people and they shit talk so much about their competitors instead of focusing on themselves and why they're so awesome, and what they're going to do to help. I'm like, why would you even focus? What you're doing is when you mention, I mean, think about just uh, Trump and Joe Biden. I'm like, do you talk so much shit about Joe Biden? I'm not a fan of him, right? But like, you talk shit about, but the second you talk shit about him, you are now letting him take up real estate in your consumer's brain. Yeah, you're you're putting, you're almost promoting the name, right? Yes. Like, like, but hey, let's not. Yes, I have a competitor. Yes, there's a downturn market. Yes, there are variables outside of me. But let me tell you about me and why I'm going to go win. Whether right. that's an election race, whether that's a real estate market, whether that's a roofing company, whether that's an education company, there's other people doing what they do. And if you mesh with them, that's awesome. I always say life has this filter. Like I'm going to speak my authentic truth mm-hmm. 100%. And you're either going to rock with me or not. But that's a beautiful thing because if you don't fuck with me, then you don't fuck with me. Right. That is not in my, that's not even in my equation anymore. Sure, life, sure. Life just filtered you out. And now the people that are ready to receive my message or my business or my offering, it's going to hit them in the heart or the brain or in the pocketbook when they're like, damn, I need temp right now. Yeah. And they'll be ready for it. And sure. if they're not, then unfollow me. Then you don't need to like me. You don't need to do anything with me because I'm not focused on that. And I think once people understand that most of their dreams are on the other side of getting rid of the opinions of others. Most people don't take action because they're worried about the way they'll be perceived. Oh, totally. So I have a, I have a guy that we're coaching. He's actually another roofing contractor and I'm coaching him and uh, we actually collaborate. We don't compete and it's kind of fun. And uh, literally just talking to him today and he was talking about how last year I did 7 million in revenue in the roofing company and I put it out there publicly. And he's like, did you get any hate for it? Like what do people think about you? Do they judge you? And I'm like, bro, I don't care. I was like, love me or hate me. So he's talking about how he bought a Tesla and he's trying to promote, he's trying to hire another sales rep. And he's like, hey, he's like, here's a $150,000 car. He's like, by the way, if you work for me and sell for me, you can have one of these cars. And he's like terrified to say that. I'm like, bro, I'm like, you want to know why? The only one that's scared about getting hate back is you. I was like, that's the problem is that you care too much about what people think about you. 
I give a rat's ass about what other people think about me. If they, like you said, if they're my people, they're my people, and we jam, we grind, we hustle, and we and we kill it together. If not, I'm already you're not even in my realm. I'm not even giving you attention at that point. Well, you know what? I think people need to understand the reason why we have the ability to do that is because we have found our truth. We have, if I'm up here, if I'm on this podcast speaking uh, lessons or habits or disciplines that I don't actually live, that's a hard thing to do. Like that disingenuous approach to life will eventually weigh on you and you'll break. Definition of hypocrisy, right? Yeah. And it's this imposter syndrome where you're like, hey, man you know, these habits got to be dialed and you got to have this mindset dialed. And then like if deep down you don't have the habits and you don't have the mindset, but you're preaching it, that's going to feel like shit. Sure. But if you can be authentic in your message, I always say, I don't even speak a message. I am the message. My kids are not going to do what they say, what I say. They're going to do what they see. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like, if you mimic me, if my children mimic what they see out of their dad, I'm excited for them because I'm, I do the thing. I sure. treat, I treat their mother well. I do the work. I go the extra mile. I treat people kindly. I'm a good steward of my money. I'm a good steward of my relationship. I have, you know, I have a higher faith. I have great habits. I'm fit. I'm healthy. Sure. I hope my kids mimic me. And I'm I don't have to speak any message to them. Yes, I I impart words on the, them as well, but all they have to do is look at me. Sure. And that's the same thing when you lead a business. It's the same thing when you go on a podcast. Yeah. It's the same thing when you go on social. Just watch him. Like, yeah. what is he doing? Like, dude, just watch him. Watch what he does every single day. Just watch him, watch him, watch him, watch him. Like, that's that's who that person is. But like the talk and the blah, 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 blah. It's like, so one of our core values is never miss Monday, which means like show up, wake up, get that workout in, you know, and not people will get so toasty. You look great, by the way, man. You've been doing the work. Dude, friggin' day 72, 73 of 75 hard. And uh, I was 207 in January, first week of January, 207, I'm down to 184. So My heaviest I ever was was 207, and okay. this morning I was 184. Oh, for real? Yeah. There you go. And I feel like a million bucks. My six-pack is like half there. It's like a four-pack. But, like but dude, yeah, in high school I was shredded and, and whatnot, so I know what my body's capable of. Yeah. And so I'm like, I got to get back there. And uh, it, it, it's so much more than just the physical part of it. So we, uh, we talk about our daily habits, rituals, and routines. So if you're, if you're willing to, share with us some of those core routines and habits that you do on a day-in, day-out basis to help you uh, perform at this current level. For sure. And I've, I've had a lot of thoughts about this. So I've, I've dialed in my day up to a point where I controlled every 15 minutes at one point. And it was insane. I, I couldn't keep up with it. And what I realized is I just have a few core habits that when I hit them, I'm an ambitious, driven, motivated fellow. Sure. Right? Like, I'll go do the things if I make sure I never miss the mark on these controllables. So for me, it's to go to bed on time, it's to not drink alcohol, and it's to go to the gym. So if I go break mm. a sweat, because if I go to bed on time, I wake up at five, because if I go to bed, if I'm asleep by 10, Five, I've gotten seven hours, which for my body, I've learned is plenty. Sure, sure. So at five, I'm not struggling out of bed. I'm actually ready to get out of bed. Yeah, but if you're Netflixing or watching reels at 1 a.m., you're yeah. you're going to either struggle or not wake up at five. Yeah, so when sure. I go to bed on time, it just sets me in motion for the next morning. For me, I get in cold water every day. That's probably another cornerstone habit for me is I, you know, I've been getting in a cold plunge before it was popular. I've been doing it for about five years. Mm. So I get in cold water every morning. And then sure enough, when I get out of cold water and after I do a breathing session, I'm pretty motivated. I'm like, shit, I feel pretty good. I have this rock climbing hangboard. I do 50 pull-ups. 
I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Fire pull. I do pull-ups every day, yeah. right? And then I go in, I have a cup of coffee, and then I get to the gym. And now, before my kids are up, before the madness of the day happens, I've gotten in cold water. I've done a full breathing. Breathing is one of the greatest things that we are losing as a society is everyone is breathing too shallow. Like, dude, air is the most precious resource we have. Right. And if you're not pulling it into your body with intention at least twice a day, I think you're underserving yourself. So that's just a simple hack. So those, this is the plug for MenaceCon. So Gary Brecka, 10X Health, yep. is a master at breathing. That's his, that's his jam. So he travels like crazy, LA to, LA to Cali. And then he did one, you know, the whole Dubai craziness of like 18 hours. And he literally said, he said fast on the plane. He said the only thing you can have is nuts, like organic nuts and, and black coffee. And um, he does some sort of a, a workout in the aisle there. And then breathing. He does like eight, either three eight-minute breathing sessions. Yeah, I think it's three eight-minute breathing sessions. And literally five, six-hour flight gets back and he feels like a million dollars. So it's funny because I thought yoga and the breathing, that kind of stuff. I'm like hippy-dippy. I'm like, bro, that's not for me. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm old school. And I was like, uh, and now I'm realizing I'm like, Nate Palmer, who's uh, one of our businesses called MFIT, which is the, this whole vertical of health and wellness and fitness. Yeah. That it's what we believe in. It's, it's, it's how you perform, right? Anyways, and so he talks about that. Sorry, my sensor went off. He talks about that a lot, um, about those breathing patterns. Okay, so so you, wait, you go to bed on time, that which helps you wake up on time, right? So cold plunge, a workout, coffee. And now I get to the gym, and then uh, the one that's in there is um, – I try not to drink alcohol. I know for me, it's just uh, it's just a depressant. Like I, even if I don't do anything wrong anymore. In my twenties, I struggled with it and I would make mistakes. Sure. Where now anymore is just like mentally, I have a brave brain and a scared brain, and mm. alcohol tends to bring out my scared brain for three or four days after using it, and I find that I just those ambitious thoughts or that hire I want to make or that company I want to start alcohol gives me a scapegoat to be like, I oh, don't do that. Just contract, just play safe. This is scary. This is heavy. Mm. Um, so it really doesn't have a spot for me anymore. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll have it here and there. I'll pick my spots and I'm very intentional with it, but the juice better be worth the squeeze. If you know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. That's, that's awesome. Cause that's, we talk about that. So we have similar to the 75 hard. That's Andy for jam, right? So ours is what's called M100. Uh, it's 100 days, not 75 days, and it's one workout, not two. Um, it's the same thing, uh, 10, 10 pages in a book, no alcohol, no cheat meals, some sort of a diet, right? Yeah. Not, you know, cheeseburgers and fries. Um, yeah, no, no alcohol, a gallon of water a day. Uh, we also add one business video to promote your business on social media. Yeah, because it's important. Yeah, so one a day, that's 100 videos. I'm like, there, some people have a business and they've never done 100 videos about their business in their entire career. And so that's a huge thing because social media is, uh, it's, it's, I mean, depending on how you market yourself, there's consumers there, right? And so get, it helps you get attraction and create those habits, right? And those, and get the momentum going. So I don't want exact um, examples of the changing market and what you're doing right now, but I want to go back real quick to the, the mindset of using it as an opportunity because the way I see it, being very blunt, just throwing it out there, like I said, I'm not in real estate. I'm in the roofing world and the business coaching world, but I, I do help. We help a lot of realtors and you have the dudes that are doing one a week, stereotypically, right? Yep. One a week that are cranking and killing. And you have the dudes that are doing like 
one a month or one every other month, right? So doing like five to ten deals a year, and you have the dudes that are doing fifty plus and just absolutely smashing. Yeah. But the do but the crazy part is, you know, they say when recessions hit and, and that kind of stuff, the rich people stay rich and the broke people stay broke. It doesn't ninety nine percent of the time it doesn't switch. And so my question is. Is the dudes that were doing fifty deals? What? Are, how are they? The word I use and the the most common word I guess is pivoting. What are what in real estate should you be doing right now to pivot your efforts to? Because there's nothing you can do about it, right? Interest rates are seven eight percent. There's nothing you can do about it. They're not three, and they're not going back down tomorrow. So you have to learn to pivot. What kind of what for for our listeners here right now? What a couple of nuggets could you give to them to pivot? Work is obviously like, I love how you have your torn jeans on. I'm like, dude, just freaking put in the work. Mm-hmm. You're so scared of work. Like, tell me, give me the secret. Uh, W-O-R-K. It's a four-letter word. Starts with a W, ends with the K. has an O and R in the middle. Like, do that first. And then we'll we'll give you the little tweaks and the nicks and the next. But they don't yeah. want to put in the work. So, um, so great question. I think, first of all, you got to run. You got to raise your business acumen. So whether that's getting uh, involved with your guys' business coaching Get with people who know how to run efficient companies because if you don't have a PL and you know a plan with the way this money's gonna flow into your business and out of your business, I don't even predictable think, income. I don't even think you have a business at that point, right? You have a hobby. Like sure. you gotta I learned quickly I had to start treating my business like a business and knowing the numbers is the lifeblood. Mm-hmm. So now that when you know the numbers, I think during this shift getting lean and trimming the fat as quickly as you can is important. I had one company that used to run on about 70 a month. I have that company down to 15 a month. Oh, wow. Right. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to change my um, profitability goals, but the money that I was spending to create contracts that could not sell afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I was spending money to, and you got to be honest with yourself. I was spending money to tie up contracts that could not sell. So do I want to go spend 50 grand a month in marketing on an asset that in Phoenix right now is not moving. Right. No, I'm going to burn through all my cash. Yeah. So I, I, I know my numbers. I had to make tactical decisions to get lean. Okay. Now that I'm lean doesn't mean that I don't want to go make money, right? Like this market is not going to change my goals. Don't move. Don't do anything. (laughs) So I know how to lead, cast a vision, and my partners understand the tactics, the blocking and tackling of what we do in business very, Mm -hmm. very well. Mm -hmm. So we had 10 people. We had 27 people asked to come. We had an offering. Hey, 10 people, a two-day thing, $5,000 each. You're going to come in. We're going to teach you soup to nuts how to run an acquisition business, which is one of the things we do very well. Okay, so I just created 50 grand. I didn't lay here and say, well, contracts aren't moving. The market's dying. I said, no, I have something in my brain. I have value. I'm willing to do the work. Let me make an offering to the public. And if I've created enough value, they'll pay me. Sure. So I created 50 grand in two days. Okay, great. Um, now, if you're, that's what I did. But when we're talking to the, to the consumer, and I'm still running my business very profitably. We sure. still did over six figures last month. Awesome. Right, on 15 grand of spend, of spend sure. that one company. Sure. But if I'm a realtor, if I'm an investor, if I'm a roofer, I own a plumbing company now, which is insane. Holy hmm. shit, I should have been a plumber a long time ago. <laughs> but uh, I thought people called me for real estate. People are calling me for plumbing, by the way. Okay, anyway. That's great. But if I'm a realtor or an investor right now or whoever, I understand we're coming into wartime. I'm going to visualize what it feels like to lose it all. What happens when you go a month, two months, six months, a year without income? Because that's going to happen to some people. 
Sure. What does that feel like? All right, now I'm going to understand that that ain't fucking happening to me. And I'm willing to run through whatever it takes to make sure I thrive, provide, create value, and make an impact. And now I'm going to look at the frog I got to eat every day for realtors. It's, you should be asking 20 people a day, um, hey, do you have a piece of real estate I can help you buy or sell? Do you have a need that I can help you buy or sell? You should ask 20 people a day. In this coming market. A day. It's 100 a week. Yeah. In this so coming 400 market, people a month. Double it. Triple it. What, what would, if you asked 100 people a day that question and you really put in the work, WRK, O&R in the middle, W up front, K in the back. If you asked 100 people a day, do you think you'd go have success? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. But the reality is people don't have standards and discipline to do the work. Right. Standards is the number one thing in my life that are non-negotiable. Like I always tell people, if you held your prospecting to the same standard that you held picking up your kids, like would you ever leave your kids at school wondering where dad is? Of course not. No, you have like it's, it's in, non-negotiable. Impossible. What if you had that same standard around picking up the phone every day and asking 20 people a day, hey, can I help you buy or sell real estate? The reality is, is don't tell me that you can't do it. It's just not important enough. If you held it to the same standard as you do with your kids. Or it's not glamorous, it right? It's like, it's not, it's not cool. It's not unicorn. It's not a glitter. It's not, you know, it's not glamorous. And before people didn't have to do any of that stuff, right? Their standards. But imagine if they did that and they made the TikTok and they posted the video and they right. held an open house. Right. I'm just like, I'm in, dude, I think I can do anything. Like I ran that marathon two years ago. I had never ran more than four miles. Mm. And I woke and I was going to train for a marathon and I looked at all the training. It was 16 weeks and I was in week two and I was like, Hey hun, make spaghetti tonight. I need some carbs in me. And I ran a fucking marathon. Sure. It's the hardest thing I've ever done, but I got it done. So people need to just toughen up a bit. And if, if it's actually important to you, decide if you're interested or committed. And if you're committed to something, then get it done. Right. That's the way I grew up. If you said you're going to do it, then get it done. And if you don't do it, that's okay. But don't tell us you're going to do it. Don't tell yourself. Don't tell yourself because the number one person we lie to every day is ourselves. We just, we just talked about that, how, how easily we will go out of our way to not fail other people and our commitments to other people, but we will willingly, gladly, and so easily give up on ourselves. And that's the part that the, I've, been, I've personally been working on myself for the past three years, but especially the past six months or so. I'm like, I'm a people pleaser. I love making people happy. I love, you know, and to be honest, I'm vain and vague and, and try, you know, I like, when, I like when people say, hey, Jason, you're the shit. Thanks for helping me out with X or Y or Z, right? I, yeah. But I, that's not why I do it. You're human. Right. But like at the end of the day, there's nothing worse than feeling like a million dollars outside of your home. And then coming home and looking in the mirror and then being like, like David Goggins, like to a T, right? His book can't hurt me. So good. Uh, like you look in the mirror and I'm like, I want to make that person proud. I want to make that person happy. I want to make that person money. And I wasn't doing that for the longest time. And then I go out into the world and I'm trying to be everything to everyone. And then I go look in the mirror and I'm nothing to myself. And I'm like, dude. Like call it a come to Jesus moment or whatever, but I was like, I'm sick and tired of, of giving everything to everyone else and, and cutting myself short. Well, and the thing is, you, you gave me chills when you said that. The thing is, Jason, is when, when you serve yourself at that level and you stop compromising with yourself, you are no longer speaking the message. You are the message. And that is the attraction. That's where like, I can't tell you how many people 
when they see me, the way I carry myself and the way I enter a room and the way I handle my business, sure, they'll pull me on a sidebar like, yo, bro, like I needed that. Thank you. But when I wanted, when I used to talk about being the guy, but I wasn't, there was no one genuinely being impacted, mm-hmm. you know, cause they could see under the surface that accountability mirror, that truth mirror. Right. I wasn't living up to it, but now I'm in my truth. Right. And I'm like, people can feel that people like we're in a society now where people know the, the bullshit from the, the real. Sure. Sure. And one thing you said there that I, I kind of want to unpack too is like, you're a people pleaser. You'll do anything for anyone. So if you made a mistake, Jason, I would be like, bro, it's okay. You're doing all these things incredibly well. You're crushing it. You made a mistake. You're human. Sure. Like, give me a hug. I love you. But if I make that mistake, I don't give myself that same grace. I'm right. hard, I'm hardest on myself mm-hmm. where I had to learn to start giving myself grace and be like, dude, you are super comma human, not superhuman. And I got that from a guy named Dustin Runyon. He's a stud. I am super comma human Mm. and I make mistakes, but I got to give myself grace the same way I would my friend. And I think when we get in this like kill mode, we can lose that, that grace for ourselves. Sure. And bro, we are human. Like that accountability, you're going to have some truths that show up in that accountability mirror at times that you're like, dang, I underserved that. But now this is where self-awareness comes in where you go, am I going to, am I going to fix it? Right. Am I willing to do the work to fix it? And that's where improvement comes in. And that's where I feel like some people, because when you have, when you're really loud and you're out there and you're going and you're crazy, some people think that you're just like cocky and arrogant. But at the same time, it's like there, there is a, a, not a gift, but a craft of the self-awareness bringing uh, Brandon Dawson, uh, Grant's partner, talks about uh, humility and vulnerability. And that's, and that's, like I said, that's what I've been working on the past six months to a year is, is humbling myself to be coachable because I'm working with these people and I want them to be coachable, but then I'm not being coachable and I'm catching myself. That's where like anything I'm like, dude, temp, come on. Why not to be like, I have Templeton Walker on my podcast. (laughs) It's like, dude, I was like, Templeton can teach me something. I'm like, you uh, you know what I mean? And so, and that's, and that's what it comes down to guys is, is, and you said it before, who are you talking to? And who are you getting data from? It needs to be good data, by the way, not crap data, because there's a lot of crap data out there. Who are you getting information from? And are you humbling yourself when you're given that information? Are you vulnerable and humble enough to accept it and to make a change? Or does your ego shield come in front of you and you and and someone's trying to give you something and you just won't get out of your own freaking way in your own ego? And so you're, you're trying to get these nuggets and, and get the, take these life lessons in of how to become a better dad, a better, a better husband, a better employer, you know, those things, but you won't humble yourself and be vulnerable enough to look in the mirror and say, Hey, I effed up here, here, here. Cool. Guess what? Tomorrow's another day. Let's work on it a little bit better. Right. Where, where people get in trouble is they, they know they're making the mistakes, but they're not humble enough to say, gosh, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. I'm either you're sorry to yourself, you're sorry to the person you hurt. And then the real activity comes in after where you try to change that. Like, I don't want to do that again. I would like to fix that. And now you start putting these bricks down of improvement and you're compounding in the right direction. And you're like, wow, you pick your head up in six months. You're like, dude, my life looks a lot different. A year, my life looks a lot different. Sure. Um, 
So, and then to your point, I think the number one trait, if, if I had to look at a lineup of people and they all had these different traits and we had to guess who was going to be successful, whoever has the trait to um, be a tenacious learner and to always have the humility to let someone pour into their cup, that's going to be the most successful person you meet. Mm. So <clears throat> that being said, uh, the way I see that as well, too, from like I said, whoever, whoever the biggest, the biggest, whoever is going to be the best student, right? That's going to be willing enough to accept and receive those criticism, right? It's good or bad. Hey, you, hey, you're struggling here, 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 do better. And it's like, cool. How can I do better? And then the biggest thing that I struggled with growing up in, and in, in working with a, it's so funny. There's a sensor behind our light and it doesn't see it. Um, the biggest thing I grew up with, because um, I've been doing roofing for 13 years, started my own company three years ago. We're going to clear 10 million this year. And congrats. That's insane. That's crazy, right? But like, I don't take no for a freaking answer. We're shooting for 13 next year. While the market's changing, while this, I'm like, cool. Like, let me know when you're done with your excuses. Let's put our heads down. I'm like, there's $450 million of roofing, residential re-roofing done in Phoenix every year. 450 every year. I want like two or three points. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I'm not, you know, I'm not like, oh, I'm taking up 50% of the market. Anyways, the point I'm trying to get at is when you when you become a student, the the part that I struggled with at the company that I worked with for a decade was the failure to implement. And let's end on this. Phil, what what tasks or what practices have you learned to help you everybody's different right so it might not work for like oh that's a great thing cool i'm never doing that or that's not my jam that's not how i roll it's not gonna work but like what have you done to be able to take an opportunity and then have implementation it's one of my favorite words yeah because we go to these conferences i'm a huge grant fan obviously as you know love grant love i mean ed my let's come into our conference bradley sean whalen dude can't clothe the year aaron wagner lois hustle carlos reyes all these dudes are coming to our conference right it's it, it's like insane it's insane yeah those that like know these people like it's it's, it's insane. insane and we started our business in march of this year like and we've already had a 350 person conference and it's like it's just humbling, but when you implement what you talk about, we implement, you know, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. If you don't ask Grant Cardone to come, he's not, he's guaranteed not to come. If you ask and he says no, cool, try again next year. Yeah, you're at the same, I mean, so to answer your question, like the things that I'm able to, I want to make sure that I'm getting. Yeah, so, so my, so yeah, I want a little tangent there. No, but so, I liked it. Yeah, it but, but tell me, so when it comes to an opportunity Ooh, yeah, or yeah. a life lesson and implementation. I feel like that's where the winners and the loser, right, come into play. Like you go, like, so you and I go to the same conference and we get these awesome golden nuggets of like, oh, you can do this and this and this and this. And there's you're over here and I'm over here. We hear the exact same message. We take notes. We do our thing, mm -hmm. and we come back to Phoenix, right? You and I, and six months later, you've done boom stuff, and I'm the same. Yeah. Failure, FTI, right? Failure to implement. What are things that you do to implement, whether it's uh, uh, starting up a new business or, or pivoting, right, in the real estate market or whatever the case may be? What, what does implementation look to like to you in a successful way? I have a very clear answer on this. So I run a model called Who Not How. Dan Sullivan wrote a book on this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the question is never how do we do something? It's always who. Like if I needed to go put a roof on a house, I don't need to know how. You want to know why? Because I know who. 
Mm. Um, so all of my businesses, I have a very um, precise value that I bring, which is I'm going to get people to pay us money. Like my plumbing company that I just launched. Master plumber, he, you know, overworked, underpaid for years. He was my main guy at the company I use. I'm like, bro, when you're ready, you let me know. I was like, I don't know shit about plumbing, but I will get people to pay us. You will never have a shortage of work. Sure. But you got to do the plumbing. Sure. So I don't need to. So when people say, you started a plumbing company, you probably need to know all about plumbing. I literally know nothing about plumbing. With roofing? If, if you ask me to do your personal house, I'd be like, bro, you don't want me, me personally to do your roof? No bueno. Oh, so I get people to pay us money. And then I run that business extremely efficiently, right? The language of business is numbers. So I have a COO in my parent company, Shauna Slevin, mm -hmm. and we have a blueprint that we stack into our new verticals. We're going to run these meetings. We need at least one admin. We need to have this sort of margin on the company and this potential revenue for us to consider this. And then we got to have the who, who knows how to do the thing, sure. the roofing, the plumbing, whatever. Right. Sure, sure. So if it checks all those bo boxes, I'm able to implement extremely well because you're only asking me to do the thing I know how to do really well. And then also, am I obligated to something that I'm in alignment with? Let's say you came to me and said, Temp, let's start a fidget spinner business. I don't think I can have enough impact or influence to sell enough fidget spinners for us to go make money. Mm. So I'm going to have to say, hey, Jason, I, I don't think that's for me. Sure. But if you said, hey, Temp, let's go start a, you have plumbing, you have roof. I have plumbing, you have roof. Let's go, let's go tackle paint. We understand the service business. We understand we could get people to pay us money. We just got to, we got to find the who. Yeah. Second sale. Yep. Whatever it is. Now I'm kind of interested because can I be obligated to that business and bring the value I believe I can bring, which I always, my, my loose metric is, can I bring in $50,000 of revenue a month and can we run that company on less than 20 grand a month? So can I have, you know, 60% margin? Mm -hmm. after it all said and done so my partner and I can both make 15, 20 grand a month. That's a vertical I'll look at. And then how much do I need to be obligated to? So when we talk about implementation, I'm not wondering how to go uh, shoot a podcast and edit videos and do these things because I know for a fact I'm not going to go do that because it's right. not in my zone of genius. Right. All I'm going to do is go find Cole Rep, my partner at White Label Studios, mm -hmm. and he's going to go do all that. And I'm going to use it for self-serving because I'm going to shoot all my content. I'm going to be the guinea pig that everyone gets to see. And right. now that company is doing over 30 grand a month in revenue. Awesome. Helping people do the thing that Cole is masterful at. So my implementation is easy. I only do what I'm great at. And if I don't have a who that can help me with the how, it doesn't get done. Who, not how. Alrighty, last question because you got to roll. I know. I'm sorry that this one. Is no, no, you're good, dude. It's powerful. It's a one-two punch. Um, what does being a menace mean to Templeton Walker? Um, standards, discipline, and consistency. My standards are unwa unwavering. I am disciplined in my promises to myself, and I'm consistent in my act. I don't miss Mondays. Thomas Mondays. So uh, that's why I brought Temp on because he is a menace and I love bringing other menaces on. And there's some menaces that are, uh, that are still getting there and still working on themselves. And there's other ones that are hundred miles an hour. Temp, uh, Temp is one of those menaces hundred miles an hour. So Temp, thank you, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, and like I said, uh,
Gosh, what's the, uh, give us your, your Instagram handle so I can follow you. Uh, Templeton underscore Walker. And then most of my content is going to be on YouTube movie, moving forward, which is Templeton Walker. Templeton Walker on YouTube and then Temple dot Templeton Temple. underscore Walker on underscore Instagram. Walker on Instagram. Yeah. So he, he has great content. Like I said, family guy, married kids, all the, all that stuff. So anyways, uh, you have listened to uh, the MAF podcast right here. Your host, Jason Payne, one of the menaces, uh, menacecon.com. For your tickets, Ed Milet, Brad Lee, Sean Whalen, Kent Clothier, Aaron Wagner, Carlos Reyes, Los Hustle, uh, Luke Vinard, Gary Brecca, Jordan Adler, and there are 24 speakers total coming to this thing. Holy shit. Two and a half days out here at Gila River Casino. Get it? your tickets there. January 11th through 13th. Dude, that is awesome. It's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Temp, I'm going to get Temp some uh, some tickets. Him and, and Miguel and Jim and his posse, we'll get, we'll get them set up there. So appreciate it, dog. Appreciate you, brother. Be an example. Be a menace. Thanks for listening to this episode of Menace to Society. A menace to society. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button for more future episodes and share with other menaces that aren't afraid to stand out and smash their goals. Oh, and if you own a business that's generating 100000 or more and you want to explode your business with more revenue while working less, head on over to BeAMenace.com. You owe it to yourself.